0: Hello, my name is Seth Ashworth and welcome to my podcast Questions You Never Thought To Ask. This week I'm talking to Eric EJ Jackson. In this series of interviews, I sit down with pro kayakers and ask them questions you never thought to ask. Originally created for YouTube, so sorry about some of the poor audio quality, these interviews are a light-hearted and fun look into the lives of some of your favourite kayakers what's up everyone welcome back to another questions you never thought to ask this week i'm with kayak superstar legend veteran grandfather of the sport eric ej jackson we're going to be throwing down um on a couple of fun topics so we'll get started you've got three kids emily dane and casey if one of them if you had to have one of them cook you dinner which one would you choose and what would you have them cook you
1: well it's kind of weird questions yeah uh, nobody would ever think to ask such a thing. Who thought of that one? Yeah, I know it's
0: great. Well,
1: who thought of that? I thought of that one. What?
0: Yeah. We're gonna That's... have like a few that I thought of, and then we're gonna get into some like audience.
1: Okay. Questions. So what's the question again? Who would cook dinner?
0: Out of your three kids, if you had to have one of them make you dinner, which like, one? you actually Add. have to ask
1: that. Okay. Yeah. Which one? Everybody would you out choose? there knows um, the answer already. Emily Jackson should be cooking dinner. Yeah. And what would you have it make you? Oh, uh, good salad, bottle of wine. Probably uh, some kind of awesome meat on the grill. If it was Dane, whatever he's got. If anything, if it's Casey, you're gonna go hungry.
0: Yeah. Well, he's tan. It's kind of unfair towards it, Casey. Yeah, he's almost
1: tan. He's yeah. yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Easy questions. Yeah. <laughs> if it's gonna be like this, it's gonna be so easy.
0: Um, in the like pre-Jackson kayak days, you had to do a lot of kind of odd jobs to make ends meet and stay on the water. Uh, I know you. Uh, Weighed tables and you sold used cars. What was like the riskiest or like the The craziest odd job you picked up to uh, stay on the water
1: Like you said, I had a variety of them uh, Probably the ones that stand out to, to m- Most people would either be my you know, Probably the most common one was my panhandling in the streets of DC. I called it grassroots fundraising That's where I would uh, I had two methods. One is I'd just go door-to-door, go knock-knock. Hi, my name's Eric Jackson. I'm your local Olympic athlete. I'm raising money for my training and racing expenses. And I've got a self-addressed stamped envelope here. There's a couple articles you can read about me and anything more than 32 cents would help me out. Shall I leave you an envelope? And they'd be like, that's Roxy." proxy. 8 out of 10 people would say, okay, oh, sweet. And I'd give them an envelope and 40% of those people would send me money Average check, $21.67. You know, on average, it took me about an hour to get eight yeses, so how much money is that? $80 an hour, <laughs> pretty epic. But it only worked during certain times, like four hours a day in the afternoon. Um, there was that one, that was probably one of the most, I wouldn't call it risky. Here, I'm gonna grab the dog. Come. Roxy, Bodie, oh, Mater. And then, um, then the other one would be rickshaw driving in D.C. And it was during the time where they had to call the National Guardian because of really all the problems, you know, like people getting shot and everything. But anyway, um, my, my legs wouldn't have fit in these shorts during that period because it was a five-speed and had drive up big hills. Um, but we had seven rickshaws and I would manage the rickshaw drivers and riders. And my primary method of making a lot of money, which I made about $250 a night, was betting fat drunk guys big guys or college guys you know football players whatever that i could ride them up the steepest hills in georgetown which are really steep and if i made it up they'd give me money if i didn't they didn't but i usually made it up so that was pretty cool cool um was that too long of an answer? No, no. That, that was pretty answers. perfect. I can do shorter. Uh, you
0: and Jackson Kayak have probably done more for like kids kayaking than anyone else in the kayak industry. Like with making the first kids kayaks like Dane and uh, still making a bunch of cool kids playboats. Um, and originally you were making them like for Dane and Emily. And now that Dane's so much better than you, do you wish you'd done like a kind of a worse job just to give you like uh, Not and so much
1: with the boats. I just wish I like, made them like go to school or something. Yeah. so if I'd sent him to college for four years instead of like letting them like go kayaking whatever that mm-hmm. would have given me a big, a lot bigger advantage you know but no um, the boat's absolutely not I'm glad I made the boats as you know now Casey's got boats and everywhere I go you know parents have kids boats but no the um Dan got better than me because he started younger than me and he had cool boats and he had coaching and gets to paddle every day and he really 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 likes kayaking you know So I'm I'm happy with him being better than me.
0: Cool. Um, You're getting older, uh, but you're still super jacked and you write a kayaking fitness uh, column in Kayak Session. Have you ever used steroids? Oh, absolutely. All the time. The, uh,
1: no, (laughs) really? (laughs) (laughs) The uh, steroids, I've definitely never used steroids. Um, However, I have had, um, I guess technically you say I have used steroids because I've had uh, anti-inflammatories. I've had prednisone. Is a steroid i've had to use that for my shoulder a couple times but they're not like the ant- like the kind that make you like big and muscly and stuff so um and i've had a cortisporin. that's a steroid use it for ear drops if you have ear infections so technically i've used steroids and so have you yeah but probably not the kind that you use if you want to look like an east german yeah. you know like Whoa.
0: staying jacked yeah <laughs> all right cool um you're a pro fisherman now was it <laughs> money, fame,
1: or the fast women that tried to teach that lifestyle? Yep, absolutely. The It was a whole new competition, it was a couple things. One is um, uh, when I was a kid I was going to be a professional fisherman. I thought between 10 and 15 I fished all the time and my neighbor was a pro fisherman and he owned a tackle shop and he had competitions like monthly big bass or big fish competition or whatever. And I did those and I was like man when I grew up like all I knew is he fished for a living. My dad was an engineer, which is cool too, but he had to go to work for a living. and I was like, that's amazing. I'm gonna be like a fisherman when I grow up. But then my dad got transferred when I was 15. We went to New Hampshire where well, they don't have fishing there. They do, but not really. So I became a kayaker you saw where that went. Anyway. I mean, it's,
0: it's panning out. Yeah so, yeah,
1: so now it's kind of going full circle. I started making kayaks like that kayak that you can't see on the camera right there. Over there, it's a fishing kayak. And then I decided Initially I decided oh, I, I need to sell these, so I'm going to be on the team, I'm going to start a fishing team, I'm on the team. Then I met some pro guys, and then all of a sudden it occurred to me that I could be a pro fisherman again, just like I wanted to be as a kid. And I looked into it and it was kind of cool, you know, you win a, a single regular season tournament, 125 grand for first place. Wow. Six, 10, grand, or 10 grand for 60th place. Wow. So there's like big money in it. and. Um, Pretty organized, and it's incredibly competitive. The league I'm in has 40,000 people in the league, and the top tier is 188. and I'm ranked 176 right now, so basically, I'm i have getting a lot of experience doing something I haven't done in a while. I was getting my butt kicked, like royally kicked, like on a regular basis. But yeah, money, fame, uh, fast women. Um, any woman that goes is a professional fisherman. Goes at least 75 miles an hour in their boat, so they go real fast on the water. Yeah, so <laughs>
0: All right, that's the end of like kind of the questions I thought up, and then I put it out on Facebook and Instagram, like if anyone had questions. Mm. Um, and there was a lot. I've just kind of filtered it down to just a few, because otherwise this video would go on like forever, and I, I don't have time for that. So, uh-huh. David Silk asks, "What's your best arrest story?" Uh,
1: something to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> best arrest story. Uh- Uh, I don't know. Well, Probably one of my favorite being in jail moments would be when I was in jail and I was really not happy that I was in jail. Um, uh, I'm not even going to get into how I got into jail, it wasn't anything particularly bad, but anyway. So I'm in jail and it's a double paint like solid steel sides with or three sides solid steel steel doors with the doors and there's all these people in there all making racket and i found out if i get hum in the corner i go hmm, i get just to the right frequency the whole thing would go all of a sudden there would be resonance and go, and every door all the way down start rattling and people started going shut the fuck up and i had everybody a full riot going on. i just sat there going hmm. <laughs> and i didn't stop and eventually christina this is my first arrest story with her She was only 17. she eventually bails me out and it was her first date with me not in her second date with me basically she bails me out and the people are just like you gotta get him out of here man because there's a riot like i've literally got every inmate who's just ready to like they're just like yelling at me for hours and, and then what, what are you gonna do i'm in jail they're like they didn't beat me or nothing the cops were like trying to get me out of there anyway I think it got me out quicker cool anyway
0: yeah um, Dano Jones asks if you could only paddle one of your kayaks forever which one would it be and why
1: well that's the kind of question I know how to answer very well <laughs> there ain't no such thing because I take the kayak and then I cut the ends off and do something to it and then i whatever and then I'd make another one so there's no such thing as answering that question that would just be dumb. So um, no, variety is the very spice of life, they say. And uh, so I wouldn't paddle one kind of kayak forever, even if um, even if I had to. I'd figure out a way to paddle other kayaks. Yeah.
0: Uh, Nuri Newman asks, who are your paddling inspirations?
1: Well, my kids for sure, and then um, uh, there's there's a lot of them, and I see a lot of uh a lot of people on the water ben stokesbury expedition wise non-stop doesn't matter what's going on his you know for me he's my expedition expert um inspiration just because he always goes for the hardest ones and it's just doesn't matter what the logistics are and the off water no matter how hard it is he's, he, he pushes through stuff that people aren't willing to push through. really which has always impressed me um but there's in every category I've got a lot of inspiration but certainly the kids are super fun to watch and you know watching what Dane's doing right now is super fun um, watching what Emily's done over the years you know um, whether she's you know has kids pregnant or whatever you know she's tends to still somehow rise to the occasion pretty awesome
0: cool um Hi, Roxy. I also wanted to know <laughs> what's up with speedo Thursday what do you uh, for people who don't know you very well Every Thursday, you can always be seen in a speedo. Um, where did that start? Like, what's the deal with that? I know. Do keep doing that.
1: Noria's is an inspiration, by the way. That chick rocks. She's awesome. We're so we're very very lucky to have Nori on our team. The uh, speedo Thursday is really simple. Um, on Thursdays, you wear speedos, and the only question is, are you not wearing speedos on Thursdays yet? Like, it is actually quite fun. It's liberating. Um, it gets a lot of attention, both positive and negative. Um, it lets you know who, who out there is, um, uh, who the sheeps are and who the wolves are. So who's the, who are the followers that go in their little pack and who are capable of doing their own things. So anyway, um, it's kind of like a litmus as You walk around and those people that can't deal with the Speedo Thursday are probably in their own personalized uniform. But it was actually a little bit of it had to do with the kids, honestly. The um, uh, I remember, I don't know, Dane was talking about something at one point, he was wearing board shorts and somebody was wearing something. And everybody wears board shorts because it became really popular and it's a good thing to wear. W- works great on the river, quick dry, whatever, great piece of equipment, but it's turned into almost like a, a uniform where if you're not wearing board shorts, or if you had board shorts that were up to here, then all of a sudden people are like, ooh, what are those shorts? Or below you, whatever. So um, for me, that was the Speedo Thursday was a little bit to um, try to show the kids that you don't have to like be in uniform. Like you see somebody walking down the street and they're wearing all black and they're, they're a goth or whatever, and they think they're showing their independence. or really just wearing a very specific uniform. Anyway, um, if everybody starts wearing speedos, then I have to change my outfit.
0: <laughs> and then my final question from Instagram comes from Whitewaterbird, and she asks, when are you going to stop stuffing your speedos? Stuffing
1: my speedos? Yeah. Oh, good question. Well, I'm glad you think that. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't want to, people to actually be um, think that was the real deal, but yeah. Uh, we'll just go with the idea that I stuff my speedos and make it feel better.
0: <laughs> right on. There you go. This has been Questions You Never Thought to Ask with uh, Eric E.J. Jackson. If you loved it, please hit subscribe, and we'll see you in the next video. Peace. Thanks. See you on the water. If you enjoy this podcast or my YouTube channel, please consider supporting it via Patreon. Find me at patreon.com slash Seth Ashworth.